Ho, ho, ho. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Tuesday doing feedback. You, 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 know, you didn't see that coming, did you? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh you know things are gonna be a little more random with me in new york and stuff and we got to get it in where we can fit it in and we've done four regular shows so it's about time to do some feedback this show is for all the people that you know the super fans man the people that write in the people that leave comments the people that leave us five star reviews leave voicemails uh vote in the polls you know this episode is really all about what you have to say and our responses back to you we're gonna get to all of that stuff the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme 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 um and I guess the best place to start is uh, we should start with the people that took the time out to give us some money. You know, I mean, listen, we are nothing if not capitalist, you know, um, we show our capitalists. You know, they say nothing news about the, about the money, you know, and that's, that's true. You know, they say ain't nothing going on but the rent. Uh, that is also true. The rent don't stop. Um, so, you know, we had to make sure that we um thank all y'all uh so let's do that right now play a little selection from the choir may i have your attention you are now listening to charlotte's own rod and karen we welcome the good folks who tied to the black guy who tips today's a new day new day new day new salary let's talk about it <laughs> joanna m uh hit us a direct current donation doug r um david from brooklyn hit us up ricky a pretty ricky pretty ricky what to call him uh laura f uh chris from hawaii uh april g hit us with that money um cory the tickler hit us up um lindsay b thank you very much uh lindsay we appreciate you um we got uh some money from tabitha m thank you very much tabitha alexis h um we got a one-time donation from earl d thank you earl Appreciate you. Or Come it might be Earl. That's a, definitely an old man's name, Earl. It's you know either Earls, you know nowadays. It's either Earl or Earl E because it's got an E on the end. And either way, okay. old old black man name. Uh, old black man name. Marlon B. Wonga from down under. Shout out all the way from Australia, mate. Tanya S. Dot Street J. Shirley Wan Esquire. Please say the Esquire. Tiffany B. And uh, Mr. Span from the Spanport Podcast. Jay Full um alfonso m palmetto stone magic autumn w jasmine j um this one's taking a while to load and it's david c and lastly is james c no relation thanks to everybody that took Mm -hmm. the time out to donate uh you know what play me out uh choir director let me let me get a little bit more of that music All right. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, before they start dancing in the aisles, let's go ahead and get to uh, <laughs> everybody sit back down, okay? Uh, we had a good time. We ain't trying to be here all day. Uh, let's get to these uh, five star um, reviews. We got one new five star review. Uh, it's from Almentra um, uh, from the US. It says, Hooked on you. Hi, Rod and Karen. I've been listening to you guys for quite a few years now. The very first time I discovered you in other black podcasts for the first time was when I was just trying to find some commentary on The Wiz Live, which was on NBC. I remember when we talked about that. Mm-hmm. This search that was led- actually really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. This search led me to your podcast and many others, and I've been hooked ever since. Your show is very funny and informative. I so much appreciate the information you provide us with. I really enjoy the shows when you have guests. Janelle James was all, was always one of my favorites. I'm so happy for her success, and I'm also very happy for your success with the show. So proud of you, Rod, for Game Theory. Can't wait to hear your name called at the Emmys. <laughs> uh, I love to hear that myself. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, keep Me up, either. <laughs> yeah. Keep up the good work. Faithful listener for life. Heart emoji. Al- Almentra. Thank you, man. Oh, thank so you. sweet. So nice. Um, we, this is one of the reasons it's just important, y'all. It's almost Christmas time. Uh, mm-hmm. You haven't had time to, 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 to do anything special for us this year or since you've been listening. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, we love to read them. You know, I, I, this is going to be my first Christmas oh, away from my family and loved ones. Uh, so, you know, I, I make me feel warm with a bunch of five-star reviews, guys. That, that, that'll that uh, bridge the gap, as they say. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into um, the feedback on the website. But let me play some music before we transition. Um, let's talk about what they had to say on the actual website. Episode 2644, multi-gener- a multi-generational learning space was the title of this feedback episode. We got four comments and of course we'll get to YouTube and Anchor as well. Mm-hmm. Appia left three of the four comments. She oh, said, I love the feedback show. It's, it's when the radio, okay, my phone is answering me and it's not a site of my medical it's it's not a sign of my medical decline (laughs) uh mental decline i'm sorry i read that wrong mental decline um ip also says i don't have the clear separation between work and private i moved to the city i live in for my first real job and i met mr apia four months later so my friends from before live mostly somewhere else only one of them is semi-close i don't work in an office i talk a lot on the phone with them so seeing each other is extra fun i met many nice people through work and some of them became friends and friendly contacts 
I would love I would say I'm really friends with three of my current coworkers, and that's a lot. I would meet with maybe 10 for fun for lunch or so. And that's also a huge amount, in my opinion. What are you mm-hmm. going to say, Karen? I said, yeah. And I said, yeah, I understand that. I've, I've come to the point to where if the relationship with coworkers turn into friendship, I'm cool with that. I'm never rejecting a new friend, but I've just learned over the years, you got to let shit take its course. Like you got to let time go by. Because the thing is, I have learned, even though I'm a talker and I'm a busybody, I have learned to watch people and believe what they show you. And there are certain characteristics and traits that I know my personality does not mix with. Because I know me. Mm-hmm. I'm going, mm, I'm not going to put up with that. Like, just just in general. I got family members. I'm like, I'm mm, not going to put up with that. So if I'm not going to put up with that with them, I'm definitely not going to put up with that with you. You know, so it's just one of those things where I found beautiful friendships through work, you know, Um, but for most people, when it comes to work, the only, not not only work, work in church and all these social functions that people have, people are quote unquote friends, but your friendship only extends as far as this like function or like activity goes. Once you leave or they leave, you you no longer have contact. Nobody's reaching out or anything like that. So it's like, yeah, y'all might have been quote unquote friends, but you know, you really acquaintances, you know, cause a lot of people kind of throw friend and friendship around very casually, you know? Um, but two feet, no, I don't have no thousand something friends. That's what Facebook say, but I ain't got that many friends, you know, like, yeah. Like and I, yeah. I think y'all are kind of saying the same thing. Um, and I just think what, what's happened is that a lot of the commentaries become really extreme around work and Mm -hmm. introversion and stuff and so people are starting to say shit like you know i would never hang out with a co-worker type of thing and i think you know i think there's a reasonable line in between where it's like some people cool some people not just like any other activity uh but back to what she was saying um i enjoy work parties i get to be i get to go and entertain the mood and as a real extrovert it gives me energy i learned to force myself to go to bed at an okay time 12 p.m or it's not good the next day i also don't excessively drink still i often heard i'm the one to give life to a party and i don't doubt it it is what it is not ashamed here um yeah and i think those functions are there's certain people that thrive in those functions i'm not one of those Mm -hmm. people uh, especially with work people i'm definitely more of a hangout with in a small circle with people i know type of guy right um, you're, you're very act you're very like the you could be the life of the party in those situations but it's very tight and small yeah i don't want to be the other way and it's not that i don't have that muscle i think i can do it i i mean oh, we've can. hosted a bunch of shit you know with our podcast with fans coming out and having to entertain people as they arrive and stuff but it's it's just a muscle that i don't like working it's a lot of work uh apia says i, I think i that. i think i have an example of emotional labor for friendships asking deep questions questions that bring relationships from superficial level to real friendships like are you happy at your job how do you feel about your divorce what do you still want to achieve in your life questions that make us a little afraid to ask but if no one ever goes deeper the friendships can't grow I would not, and this is just me, my opinion, of course, I would not consider that emotional labor. Like asking or answering, I don't consider that work. Like friendships are a thing that I want to do. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know. There's something about the way emotional labor is used on the internet as like this gotcha. And in a weird way, it's, it's used by the people that try to turn everything into like not capitalism and, and not, you know, it's, we trying to get to a different place uh, that's a more emotional and da 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 da. And yet at the same time, they're always keeping a fucking tab on their friendships and their and their relationships in weird ways to me you know where the way that I operate if it's a relationship that I'm uh, if it's a relationship I'm an adult I can use my words if I'm, if I'm in a relationship and it's not reciprocated I'm gonna voice that but I won't be pulling up an itemized list I'll just be I'll just right. be like, hey, man, you you always call and uh, tell me about your day. You never even check up on me. You know, I just say that rather than be like, I'm doing emotional labor for you. You told me about your divorce and I didn't, you know, so I don't consider that stuff labor, but I can see how other people would. To the, now, the thing you, you said that I do find very interesting there, I wouldn't count the stuff before that as a friendship. So when you're saying right. I, I'm your friend, but I don't know. If you're happy at your job, how you feel about your divorce, what you want to achieve in your life. I don't count those people as friends. I don't even know that shit. You might as well be a fucking stranger to me, you know? Agreed. And also, while you was talking, I thought about emotional labor. And for some people, like with the person that have, have written in, I, I understand the perspective more. It's such a loaded word nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it means different things to different people. And a lot of people don't want to be associated with it because of the negativity disassociated with the word labor, you know, and to, and I'm like you, when it comes to friendship, I don't consider being your friend work. It's just what I do. If that makes sense, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not tallying, I'm not tagging, I'm not, you know, giving you an itemized report on every, you know, we ain't doing audits, you know, ain't no debit and credit and shit like that. You know, we just friends. Yeah. And I I understand. And over the years, everybody don't function like that. So if you're a type of person that likes, likes to tab, we can't be friends. You can fuck about that. And you're going to make me mad Mm -hmm. once you bring some shit up. And I'm like, the fuck you talking about, you know, you know, type of thing. Cause that's just my personality because I don't keep, a track of uh, I don't keep tabs on those things uh, because those things aren't what's important to me. What's most important is the foundation of the friendship. And if the friendship is built on that, ask yourself, is this a friendship or is this something of convenience? Right. Um, Think Pretty Smart says, we often wind up in relationships, including friendships that we later find out are transactional. The only way for some people to get these things from others is to classify them as a friendship or romantic relationships. Yeah, I think that's true. I was thinking about that today about how transactional people are. And that's definitely something I was introduced to um, more through the Internet than real life. Like the Internet brought people into my life that looking back it's like oh this was always tit for tat or you know some type of like i need to be seen with you for a thing that i'm gonna get but they never gave a fuck about me it's just what i what they perceived i could do for them was more important than 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 me as a human being right and it's also the things that a lot of these people did were not out of the kindness of their heart it was oh i'm doing this big quote-unquote grand gesture 
just so I can get something back on, so I can get a return on my investment. It's yeah. not for you. It's not for anything. It's like, I'm doing these things because I know sooner or later, I, whatever I consider a valid uh, exchange, a bartering system that they've made up in their minds, eventually they're going to get a return on their investment. And I don't function like that. Yeah. I think when you're transactional, you actually start quantifying shit like labor and, and stuff like, what am I mm-hmm. doing for you? And when are you going to repay me? You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, in my own life, I had to go through a couple of cycles of this to be like, Oh, you don't want to be a, uh, to be a friend or in a relationship you want an ear mm-hmm. at your whim you want people someone to hold your hand when you return from your dad's cancer treatments however you have zero interest or intentions of doing that for anyone else under any circumstance yeah correct um and correct. then i guess correct. maybe that's where the term comes from is for for some people after they feel like someone has used them or something then they come up with that like i did labor for you and i was not it was not reciprocated, so I wasn't paid. So maybe that's where the magic of the term comes from. Because to me, I think I would just be hurt. I wouldn't be feeling like I did work. But I, I guess it feels like work if, if it's, you know, unrequited. Um, that, that's true. And, and and I've been that person that have done stuff like that and felt hurt and heartbroken and things like that. Because when I was younger, I was very naive to a lot of things and how cruel and mean people could be and how people could use you and just abuse a lot of the kindness and the goodness in your heart that you have. And there are a lot of adults and people wonder why they're mean and mean spirit and ugly and nasty and things like that when they used to be sweet. A lot of it is because they got their heart broken and they said never again. And, um, you know, and that never again, they took that seriously, (laughs) you know. And they're like, no, fuck, nope, I've been used that one time. And they was like, I'm not going down this road. Never, never, never again. Nope, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not going nowhere, Don't you know. And they just become mean and bitter-spirited. <laughs> but, you know, most people aren't born like that. You know, that, it, it, the world turns people into that. And it's really hard to fight naturally against that because I've been there where, where I was hurt really, really hard and got really mean and really bitter and really angry at the world and uh it's one of those things where i cannot allow bad situations and circumstances around me to change the foundation of who i am because that's not who i am and so i have to that's why i fight for my joy and i fight for my happiness and i fight for my peace because you have to keep balance there you have to and if you don't continue to fight for these things the world will take these things away from you to to leave you empty and have nothing to give you in return but heartache and pain and depression and, and, and and sadness and shit like that that's what the world tells you to do and that's why you have a lot of people they falling in that trap and they don't know it and a lot of people don't know how to get out and they don't know how to fight against it but once i learn how to fight against it i'm like no that's what i'm not gonna do and i'm not gonna let that change who i am and the foundation of me just because the situation happened yep that's why boundaries are so important um the poll mm-hmm. is have you ever had a relationship with a coworker? yes or no i guess it was inspired by tj holmes uh fifty seven percent on our website, yes. So that's the majority, and forty three percent no. Um on Anchor, we got by the way, we got no comments on YouTube for this one, okay? But on Anchor, the poll, thirty-five percent yes, sixty-five percent no, probably cause the Spotify people have a lot more to lose. So right, right? You know, it was like you the manager. You're, 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 
Yeah, so that's probably why less of them said yes, but yeah. Um, and then the Q&A on Spotify, check on your weak friends too. Uh, yeah, everybody was saying check on your strong friends this week. Check on your weak friends, what they up to. Um, Come on. One person says... Yeah, then become strong. Uh, this one person says, because they got a long username and I can't really read it. It says, by the fact that ain't nobody checking on me, I've come to realize I must not be considered the strong friend, so who I'm supposed to check on? That's what I'm saying. I didn't even know we were supposed to be categorizing our friends. I actually don't have a list of who's strong and who's weak. I just have friends. They just in one pile. Friends. Uh, Nelson said the weirdo reaction from some black men having something bad to say about the trade for Brittany Griner really puzzled me. But God forbid it's a fellow brother. It's free my nigga. Very strange. Shaking my head. Yeah, nigga could like kill people and we'd be like free Bobby Smurda. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like uh, we're suspecting them of multiple robberies and and and, uh, and 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 assaults, and we'll be like, we need to free Lil Uzi Vert. You know, like we don't give a fuck when it's a dude, but also like, mm-hmm. it just is what it is, man. Dudes, a lot of times, like black dudes, find comedy humor or what, like whatever the misgivings are in the things that they haven't really tried to educate themselves about or they refuse right. to like they 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 put a matter of pride in there you know what i'm saying so they're like i can't it, it what does it say about me if i you know uh if i don't have some type of take on britney griner and i'm like fam it's just not a take for me it's just you know sometimes it's okay not to say nothing and yeah. you know we live we live in a world now where everybody feel like they have to give their opinions good bad and different ignorant people just don't care anymore and i don't know if it's because i'm old or something like that some shit i just look at i just go do 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 yeah i talk to you about it but i'm not putting that shit on the internet i don't give a fuck about what y'all got to say yes yeah, it is i mean a lot of brothers just got issues with, around black women period mm-hmm. and it's just part of the thing for them is that the pushback on it to them is the validation of the issue it's like whenever you see one of these like conservative um you know it's like whenever you see one of these conservative people that are like the woke mob is doing this that and the other and of course it riles up people on the internet the people come after them and say stuff and then they go see you see what i'm saying you can't say nothing about them and so it's it's like a a fucking self-fulfilling prophecy and it's just sad and a waste of time i, I don't participate in it and i don't really argue with those dudes because i i really don't think they can be reached they just you just gotta hope they're not in a position to hurt somebody aaron says i love that you brought up how binge drinking in college can be related to mental health issues it wasn't until after college that i realized that being a party girl all those years was me coping oh for sure yeah, Mecca- a lot of people mm-hmm uh, a lot people of people underestimate that like when kids go off to college it is a big transaction transactional thing for everybody involved it's yeah, big, transitional. it's, it's emotion, transition i'm sorry it's big for the parents because you know the parents have to be adjusted to their child being on their own it's big to the to the child this transitioning into being coming an adult and for a lot of people, it's literally their first time away from home for such a long period of time. You might have children that have been away from home, but they have never been away from home where they didn't have an, a relative with them, 
a brother or a sister or a loved one or something like that. So they're literally having to make decisions on their own for the first time. It, it causes a lot of people anxiety to go. And then a lot of times you're with strangers. So a lot of your classmates and schoolmates and shit, y'all a lot of times don't go to the same schools. You don't, and even if you do get accepted to these schools, odds of them being your roommate and all that shit is low. So you literally own your own the bulk of the time. Yeah, we. And so I remember that. I'm sorry to cut you off, but there's a This American Life episode from probably over ten years ago that was about binge drinking, and that's the thing that really woke me up to like, oh, binge drinking in college is a lot of mental health shit that we're not prepared to deal with so we just numb ourselves with alcohol mm-hmm. yeah so for a lot of people they want to fit in and for some people even if they don't drink or don't feel comfortable drinking they will anyway to be accepted in these social circles mm-hmm. and fall underneath the pressure you know versus saying i don't want to do this and i don't feel comfortable with this a lot of them start doing drugs and things like that for the first time because that's what people around them are doing versus saying i don't feel comfortable and i don't want to do the same thing with sex and things like that start engaging in these activities that they may may or may not feel comfortable with because they think this is what you're calling unquote supposed to do falling underneath these pressures and things like that and it's very difficult you know to uh navigate this world uh for the first time and unless uh you which is rare at, at 17 18 19 years old it's rare that you have enough there's some people that do not have enough strength to be like i'm not gonna do that and don't mind being alone sometimes. Don't mean man being by themselves. Well, also, their own it could just depend on what kind of university you go to. But there's a bunch of Correct. factors. It's not one to one. But I think a lot mm-hmm. of binge drinking is, you know, we hit the nail on the head. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Mecca says I met my now ex husband at work. We were married for 15 years. What a waste. <laughs> But how long did you have a job? Uh, Keenan says, <laughs> Monkey is the guitarist for Corn." Okay. I, uh, 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 I'm forgetting what that's for. I think, you know what? Yes, thank you. I remember everything. Please, <laughs> no one write in with no more details. Uh, Marvin says, <laughs> yep, I agree. If you're checking on people, check on people. But do remember to look after yourself first. Yep, check on yourself before checking on uh, worrying about checking on others to be honest when you do yeah i mean look the other thing too is like the check on your strong friends the, the you know this that and the, a lot of this shit just assumes that other people don't have issues that you're the person that can fix the other person it's a lot of complicated shit and i don't feel comfortable diagnosing or blaming or assigning blame and, and responsibility to anybody everyone's kind of on their own to take care of their own mental health um hopefully if you reach out to somebody they'll have something to say but you're not guaranteed somebody can hit you up like i'm struggling right now and the magical words might not flow to you and the, the things that are like the um cliches that we tell everybody might not hit them like that so maybe it does maybe it doesn't i don't feel i never feel comfortable around these situations where we're talking about people dying by suicide and then it immediately turns into like uh you know do this and do that and do this like it like some of this shit is just out of your hands and you just gotta hope for the best with people and and at the end of the day it's not your fault and i always feel bad for the loved ones of people that very public famous people that die by suicide Mm -hmm. because low-key the way we talk about it sounds a little victim blamey quote-unquote like 
they must not have been checking on him like like they, you're not saying it explicitly but you're saying it like they must not have cared for this person the right way or obviously they'd still be here and i, I never feel comfortable with that me either because the thing is a lot of people do that and just like everything on the social media to be on these moral high horses. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do that to go, well, I'm, what can I do and how can I look at this situation to make myself better than you? Honestly, because at the end of the day, nobody knows uh, how they would have, could have, should have. And also some people are going through things and they just don't want to share. Yeah. And people don't want to hear that. They might not or, feel or comfortable. They, or, they might not know how yeah. to deal with it themselves. Or if they do share, just don't come out. You don't like people act like it's a, a Hallmark movie where they share and then you just right. start talking to them and they go, oh, God, I get it now. Like, I don't know. Some of this stuff is medical. Some of this stuff is, is just you might biological, not have answers. you know, you might not have answers. You might not can relate. It might be some some shit you've never experienced before in your life. Yeah. You homie, do not know. a friend reached out today about something and I, you know, uh, I was at work, obviously, but I was like um you know have you hit up your therapist about maybe like an emergency appointment you know because it sounds like you should talk to a perfect like you could talk to somebody that's a professional that like knows all this shit that that you've been going mm -hmm. through that um can can advise or say some stuff that that's that's more helpful than me taking 10 minutes away from work to try to say some shit that i don't even know if i'm making it better or worse and that's right. what they you know that person was like yeah I'm, I, i'll hit up my therapist uh we're gonna talk this afternoon already so you know i appreciate y'all blah 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 and i'm like cool you know because you really don't fucking know what people are going right. through you know mm -mm. um the next episode was uh 2645 secure the bag securing the bag when i got my bag back apia says have a great time in new york right and please save the world with extra good jokes no pressure yep no problem <laughs> no problem you know i'll get it done that's what i do uh mm -hmm. <laughs> uh and then let me see if we had any comments we're not gonna probably have a ton of comments on youtube as i just had to put all the episodes up like the other today or something like a day ago so i just realized like oh yeah they haven't had time to comment which is fine um so nothing on youtube for that episode but uh the poll have you ever had have you ever had your luggage lost by an airline yes or no 20 percent long lost but we've had it delayed i think one time or oh, it didn't get to where we was or something like that uh Huh. We had to go in that corral. Remember, we had. Oh to, yeah, yeah. We had to go back. Yeah. Have you ever had? So yes, twenty percent have had it lost. Eighty percent no. Now I found you know they got mine. They got it to me that night, so it wasn't that bad. But um, and then zero percent never had luggage on a plane unless it was carry on. So there's zero percent that had that. And I've never flown. Zero percent of our audiences that answered this poll has never flown. Um, that was an on interesting both of results. the polls. I'm checking the second one now, but okay. that was the first one on our website. Mm -hmm. On Anchor, ah, okay. the second poll on Anchor, 29% of people have had their luggage lost by an airline. Now, this percentage is a lot higher. It's 9% higher, and it makes sense. With the money. They fly more, and they probably fly to just different locations mm -hmm. and stuff. 62% have not, um, which is lower. 4% have never had luggage on a plane unless it was a carry-on, and 5% have never flown. 
So mm, they, right. they, they, they're important. They was like, what am I going to get on the plane for and crash? Nah, I'm good. I'm too important. <laughs> uh rest in peace rat sputin was my uh q a because of that big dead rat i'd seen um alicia says rest in peace to a real one ernest says survived by his four sons and their friend the tv reporter (laughs) 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 april o'neill Raphael says stop praying stop paying shirtless evolved griffs uh i look for the d for d most consistent with a diversified portfolio if you've been cheated on can can't catch a future cheater pay me 125 dollars a month and i'll get you heartbroken faster Uh, smith st8 says i guess smith state says does it count if they found the luggage i had my luggage temporarily missing but eventually found happened fairly often when i traveled for 90 90 percent for work uh i think if they found it it don't count and shun says yeah shun says wear a disposable mask and replace it with a new one every four hours at least every four hours i guess you're saying when you're flying or something thank you shun 21 uh for the for the i guess when you out and about they were they was like "Mm, just just change just because yeah keep keep changing them you know i hear you um all right let's get to uh the next episode which is 2646 rick versus roger um which is kind of a random episode we got four comments (laughs) apia says rod please try walking more see it see it like a mask before your heart you are a very young man exactly my age and a bright spot in the world try to do t- the ten thousand steps a day as it was a game it helps a lot you will feel better very soon love apia uh i'm walking back and forth to work and doing what i can do uh my, <laughs> maya said <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm, about to, I'm about to say you might be hitting them ten thousand steps now <laughs> that, that that apple alert be like you filled up all the rings sir all of the rings yeah i mean i am filling up all my rings um i'm probably somewhere around like six thousand or so steps a day um and we kind of um, we'll get into it later with uh apia but um you know, I, I I take it under advisement, but you know, I'm doing what I can do, and we'll go from there. You know, anyway, Roger versus Rick is a hard one, says Maya. Uh, but I have to give it to Roger. Remember when he tricked Francine into digging up that woman's body just so he could turn her hair into a wig? Yeah, not much you can do to top that. And since y'all love American Dad, y'all should check out one of my favorite YouTube channels, Addicted to American Dad. It has the best AD compilations. Love you both, and congrats on all the success sean says well rick did put a spatially tessellated void inside a modified temporal field until a planet developed intelligent life which he introduced to the wonders of electricity so they could generate it on a global scale in order to power his engine you know slavery with extra steps i mean i would say that is slightly worse than a little skullduggery yeah i i hear you i i mean listen i i could (laughs) go back and forth yeah i could go back and forth with just terrible shit they've done uh and maybe rick wins it i don't know but i just know they both terrible and i like the game of talking about you know what terrible shit they've done yes rogers stole uh electricity from a hospital Mm -hmm. to run his like wig and like clothes to keep him running it was a children's hospital 
Yeah, true. And then got mad and shut that bitch on fire, and then ended up burning down the hospital. Burned down the children's hospital. God damn, he evil. Wangangi says they both trash, but I get a nod to Rick because he's capable of so much more fuckery across a wider footprint. Um, and then let me make sure there's no comments on YouTube really quick. Um, uh, don't think there are. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, no comments for this one. All right, so then let's go to the poll. Uh, who was worse, Roger the Alien, Rick Sanchez? Or I don't watch these shows. Uh, it is exactly twenty-seven and a half percent to twenty-seven and a half percent, and then forty-five percent of the audience does not watch the show. Fifty-fifty, basically, on a website. And uh, but I mean that's amazing, fifty-fifty. I mean that's that that's why we was in that debate, I guess, because it was so close to us. Um. Oh shit! Did I close? Oh no no, I'm still here. Okay. Sorry, yeah, I, I, I still see you and hear you. Yeah, I thought I had closed the wrong thing by accident. Um, and then let's go to the poll on Anchor. And it is, okay, Rick wins 31% Roger, 37% Rick, and 32% of people do not watch these shows. That's, that, that is still amazingly close to me. Mm -hmm. uh all right let's look at the comments uh why do why does one person get to control the heat for the whole building this is my ministry this is my plight this is this is what's been killing me the last few days coming in here fighting this i, I left the windows open all damn day today even when i wasn't here i said fuck it i'm tired of coming up three flights of stairs and then hit the heat. hit the heat like i like i want to i want to hit something cooler than than you know cooler than that something to help me cool down anyway leash says i blame it on slavery i know i listen it was so hot the other day i came in here i started picking cotton y'all i just went ahead i said are we sure they was on the right side are we sure the north was with us <laughs> did you open up though nobody knows mm -hmm. the trouble i see i started singing negro spirituals okay Swing low, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna open the window and start singing. And when somebody tells me, shut the fuck up, I'm gonna be like, then turn, come in here and turn this radiator down. <laughs> right? Because right then now, I'm gonna quit singing these, these Negro hymn spirituals. I'm getting reminiscent of the song of the South, okay? <laughs> uh, and then meanwhile, my next door neighbors got the heat on, and it's a white person. They like, I wish I was in Dixie. <laughs> hooray, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> so it's making me reminisce of completely different tunes. It's making me happy about the South too. Uh anyway, Raphael says They're gonna be like, What's so why you work? <laughs> uh Raphael says, That's a great question. It had to be a white that came up with this idea, right? After reading about colonialism and decided I am not like my ancestors. Anyway, I got control of my freedom. Yeah, yeah, I definitely missed that about home uh sakina says welcome back to new york city where most of us don't have central air yeah ernest yeah, says hey siri not a thing up there ernest says hey siri play oh shit this gonna make my phone do it uh hey susan uh play hiding here by nelly <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny um all right so that's it for that episode let's go to the next one which is uh 2647 radiators thermostats and shower rods all right um <laughs> it had a lot going on 
we got eight comments for this um but you'll see a lot of them are uh from abia who says fully vaccinated means three shots or two a recovery from infection it's in the law uh, I guess in Germany, I've had four mm-hmm. shots in an infection bragging. I'm a female body person and still I'm way more bothered by heat than cold. Uh, I'm mostly warm. Some would say hot, but that's another story. We never use any kind of heat in our bedroom. And it's a, in your degree, 16 here right now. I love it. Must be my Slavic genes. <laughs> when it's <laughs> when it's too warm, especially inside, I'm getting dizzy yeah man i've never done well with heat man even when you, i was you, younger sensitive as a kid you're very sensitive i just i can't yeah and what's crazy is like cold i i do great in cold like i remember one time we we had to move in the middle of the summer and so hot and i just felt useless i just i was so weak i wasn't uh you know i needed help on everything it was like can i help me carry this help me do and then another time we moved and it was cooler and i was just like put that couch on my shoulder i got it you know it was so different i'm like oh yeah give me two Complete, boxes so, yes honey honey not trying to find out that was back in them broke days but now nigga, you better we're gonna hire the movers uh, I, I wanted not to go back i wanted to use the locking out incident to campaign for walking again it would have been easier and faster but i also don't want to end up on some list of annoying people oops i still said it oh well you're the best rod um (laughs) and so i actually replied to this because i'm like all right now apia i heard you the first time about your walking thing i'm not sure where this is coming from i don't know how walking would help me when it's 40 degrees out and and raining and i have on pajamas and uh a t-shirt and just my phone like i'm not sure what how walking would have saved me this problem or helped with this you problem got colder. i don't yeah like like at some point you just harping on me for some shit and i and it's something going on with you and not me and i don't want to get to a point where i'm getting defensive or upset or angry because you know like okay heard you walking is good i know this you know this we're gonna that's what i'm doing every day that's enough yeah okay okay and so i reply i'm walking every day more than the amount you said to walk in the last comment please don't obsess over this as i'm working on it also walking wouldn't have saw me being locked out at 9 p.m in the rain in my pajamas if this is going to turn into a thing for you then i ask that you drop it for both our sakes and she said okay okay i was just worried about you i will stop now sorry um and then she replied later, I thought about it and being so annoying about this topic was triggered by some recent events in my life and I put it on you. And I said, all good. I appreciate you saying that. And there are no hard feelings, as we say in New York. Hey, I'm walking here. And she said, thanks, Rod. <laughs> and then she replied back, my friend slash neighbor died recently, like last month. I always t- tried to motivate her to move more, to go on a walk together. It could have saved her, but she didn't want to. She was ashamed because she felt unfit and chose isolation in the end. Couldn't even leave her bedroom. I knew she was just on the other side of the wall, but I didn't see her anymore in the last two years, really. She texted me and put pauses, but, but the pause between the texts got longer and longer, like months. She lived in a house attached to ours with her family. She had heart disease, but the isolation and not moving made the disease way worse. Not everyone is like my friend Carola. Luckily, there was more to it. She was also depressed and didn't do anything about it. She gave up on herself, and I see that. Now, sometimes I still blame myself for not trying even more, but I asked her like 15 times, and it's unlikely that the 16th time would have changed that. I hope this explains my annoying behavior behavior more and 
yeah, I like like I said, from the first time you left the comment, I was like, this don't seem like it's about me. Um, I might be a lot of things, but I'm not like a recluse or like shut in. Um, uh, I've been careful during the pandemic, which is the only reason I'm not playing basketball and really going to the gym like that. But I mean, I'm hopped on a plane, went to another state and I'm getting up every day and walking, you know, a mile and a half or whatever, uh, over the course of the day, I'm doing that at least five days a week. And then of course the Saturday and Sunday, I'm, you know, if I go anywhere, I'm probably walking too. So it is what it is, man, you know, and it's not your fault that your friend died and it's no guarantee you could have mm-hmm. saved her. It's like, not. don't take that on yourself. That's not, that's not on you. Um, people make choices and decisions and, um, you know, she could have, she could have been out there walking with you every day and got hit by a car. Who fucking knows? Life is random and, and fucked up and we're all getting a ticket out of here at some point. Um, and mostly I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you lost your friend to be honest, you Me know, too, and baby. If, right. if that's a thing that, that triggered you in a way that, that made you feel like I got to save the next person that says yeah. they don't like walking, you know, I feel like never again walk. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, like the thing I'm getting like, the thing is I'm going to walk. I could be taking a fucking Uber every day. I'm getting up and walking and, um, Every day I get a little bit better, you know, even like coming up the stairs and shit. Like I feel a little bit better every time I come up and down the stairs and like take it, get a little stronger. So, you know, it's been a while since I really was physically active. And I know this isn't the same as running a marathon or hitting the gym, but everybody got to start somewhere. And um, yeah, I feel fine and I appreciate it. But please do not make this your fucking ministry, man, because I know you get obsessive thoughts and I don't want to have a Keith Malley 12 responses back and forth about walking i really would like to nip this in the bud we talked about it let's just move on to the next thing and and, and that's it and i don't want to encourage it and i don't want to sound like it's just like okay i'm saying this because i am setting a boundary and i am serious about it i don't want it to be every week the the walking checkup from apia i don't want it to be i would like us to to be able to, to 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 move past this and and i've heard you and and i'm not dismissing it there you go. Mm-mm, not dismissive not dismissive at all. And like like I like Roger said, I'm sorry, I really do uh feel about your friend and a lot of people feel that guilt. That goes back to some of the stuff we talked about before, you know, how people, you know, feel like things are beyond their controlling. You can't control everything around you and it's okay. Yeah. And like I said, you know, rest in peace to your friend, man. That that really does suck. Mm-hmm. Um Mwangangi says the Nick Cannon shit is some frog and scorpion shit just with more bukkake. I don't think we're getting a lot of Bukaki. I don't you know what's interesting about the Nick Cannon thing? <laughs> you know what's interesting about the Nick Cannon thing is it doesn't seem very sexual in like a in the like it doesn't sound like freaky or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't seem like if it's a fetish, it's a some type of weird like I want to get as many people pregnant fetish, but it don't seem like a I'm just a freak, y'all. You know me. I'm just out here freaking, freaking it out. Like it feels like like a, a it feels like a, a fetish in the way that like a, a person that leads a cult and has sex with all the followers is a fetish, but not like a fetish and like a he's into some bukagi. Like I don't even think he, I think he's having regular missionary sex with these people and just being like another cannon. <laughs> <laughs> all right here's the poll 
oh wait actually let me check the comments i forgot to check the comments um on this one which was uh radiated thermostats and shower rods uh let's see do we get any comments it doesn't seem like we did um oh no we got some i'm sorry cheyenne new says i was listening on spotify but i had to come to youtube to see santa oh yeah because i saw santa in that store uh chi chi mama 77 says karen i've been natural since 2008 my mom still buys box perms and tries to give them to me on occasion i got my first perm at five it's great that your loved one is receptive mm-hmm. yeah 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 like i said and, and for some reason particularly for a lot of black women like i've seen people fall flat fall out with each other like and, I'm trying to find, and i've seen people being how can you say this um snooty on both sides you know mm. both sides feel like they better than the other one when at the end of the day it's, it's hair and it's however you choose to live with your hair you know and what works for you might not work for somebody else mm -hmm. um and that's why i when i share this the journey with my hair it's just my natural hair journey like i said i know that for me i love my hair in the format that it's in and this is the healthiest it, 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 it has ever been and I know me, I, I know me, I will never go back. I will, I, I will braid it down and put on a wig and push come to shove, you know, and, and, and stuff like that, you know, um, because for me, that's what best works for me. And I know some people whose hair's down their back and is gorgeous and is, they've been relaxed for years. They don't have no problem. And that's fine too. But I know for me, the format that my hair is now, particularly with my age and things like that, I, I'm to the point now i'm old and i don't care yeah you just gotta believe people when they say whatever the fuck their thing is you mm -hmm. know what i mean so some people it works some people it don't some people it's a health thing some people it's a style thing sometimes it's a pride or afrocentricity thing it's just for the most part not my fucking business you know even if it's some weird like anti-black shit that people dealing with it's for them to work out like yeah i have no yeah. comment yeah. on anybody else's hair like if, especially if it's somebody i don't know i don't know shit about them so good luck um yeah. uh, go ahead it could be ahead. very it could be very frustrating at times you know and and for some people and even some black people they'll never admit this you know some particular people that are very hardcore not all but some people that are very hardcore anti-natural a lot of them got their own hangups with their own hair. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Know, everybody got their own. Everybody right. got their own journey, and we really don't know it. So even when you start judging and complimenting people, you still don't really know. I mean, now obviously a compliment is better than a lot of other comments. You know what I'm saying? But um, you really just don't know. You don't know why they did what and why. You know, even when it's like I love you, these sisters with the natural hair. Like I love it too, but. Some people went natural because the fucking perms was breaking off or alopecia or um, health concerns or cost. It could be a bunch of reasons, you know. Um, but anyway, my mom says, y'all are funny. I laughed out loud when Rod said the podcast turned into the Yes Sir Boss Cleaning Show. Uh, DOJ Merrick Garland is my boo. I might have to get him tatted in honor of kicking trash ass Trump in the forehead. Great show. Thanks, mom. Um, yeah, I'm starting to see now that there were more comments I missed. Like for securing the bag, my mom said, I got I got to see your face, dear brother and sister. And then AJ said from uh a week ago when we got banned, he said, Free Rod and Karen. Uh 
So it's not just Brittany Griner. They trying to free all of us, okay? <laughs> they trying to free all of us. And, and, and I will, uh, like I said, I wish they would tell us the words. I wouldn't say them no more. But we don't know what the words are, so hopefully we won't get to get another strike. Uh, the poll was Nick Cannon and the mothers of his latest kids. All great people. He's bad, but they're great. They're bad, but he's great. They're all pretty bad for this. Uh, on the website, 100% of people said they're all pretty bad for this. Because uh, he yeah, admitted like that he was. Involved. Everybody know what they're getting into. When you number 21, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, he admitted he was spread thin, uh, no pun intended, uh, between his kids. <laughs> uh, anyway, on the on the actual anchor poll, 14% said all great people. 2% said he's bad, but they're great. And then 84% said they're all pretty bad for this. Um, mm, I know why, because they're the people with the money. They they, they out here spreading their seed everywhere, so I yeah. get it. Uh, camel flu, y'all be safe out here. Jed Damo says, you can change that option on DoorDash where if they don't have what you order, you can say, call me, cancel order, or go with the merchant recommendation. Okay, thank you. Uh, Raphael says Nick Cannon needs to come talk to me since uh, something man moved into my turf. I'm now in real estate. I got this private island that can accommodate 50 kids. Great price. I also got camels for sale. Sheet discount. Aaron says, why does all this shit have to happen while I'm alive? Uh, the camel flu. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it do be feeling like that. It's like, why? Why is it my turn? You know? And the latest episode was Forgot I Was a Bad Bitch. I don't think we have any comments on the website. Oh, shit, we do. I already got three. Huh. All right. Apia says, stay safe, Rod. Huh? I said, they be on it. Yeah. Apia says, stay safe, Rod. I get the feeling of feeling unsafe when I'm dark, when it's dark outside because it's a woman. You can also feel it very often. I'm walking to the bakery this morning and I don't have my sweet dog with me because we had to put her down on Sunday. I feel unsafe and sad. Oh, yeah, I saw that on social media. Um, very sad for you, Apia. It's been mm -hmm. a tough time over there in Germany. Uh, P.S. Well, ain't it? P.S. Your sound is still great, and I don't understand the Meghan Markle hate either. For me, she is fine. Maybe it's envy. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. So this happens to me sometimes. I had no feelings one way or another about Meghan Markle two years ago, three years ago. I, honest to God, All right. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna say I thought she was a white woman, but I wouldn't. I was. I didn't know she was black. <clears throat> I didn't watch Suits and stuff like that. I mm -mm. no issues with her. She never. I never seen her say anything or whatever. And then now some of this vitriol is so uncalled for, and this need to be quote unquote neutral, as if like, well, yeah, she's part of it too, right? Like she loves this. Or, that shit has turned me into like a nah man i'm on her side <laughs> like like if, if i have to pick which it sounds like everyone's choosing i i can't be neutral on this y'all are being fucked up and then using being fucked up to be like but ain't she a bitch too she is she don't like that we being fucked up like nah man uh she i'm with her now uh and Mwangangi says i'm sure there's a market for a blacked daytime edition uh i don't even <laughs> I don't even know what that joke is in reference to. You know, Karen? No, that just sounds funny. Okay, Karen just laughing. Uh, well, Amy yes, and I do, because I know what black is. Oh, you know what it's in reference to? The poll. Will Amy and TJ be back on the air together? There you go. And here's oh, yeah. the thing. 
Blacked is daytime edition already. <laughs> so they have another one that's called like Blacked Raw that is the nighttime edition. Shout out to, shout out to Chris Lambert. He's the one that, that put me on, that told me that that's what's happening. Um, will Amy and TJ be back together on the air? 50 50 on the, is the poll results. So, and then on uh, Anchor. It's 53%, 47% with yes getting 47 and 53% saying no. So people kind of on some like in the middle, like this could happen. And I think if that's right, I, I'm going to say they will be. If if y'all are saying it's 50 50 for y'all, then it's probably the answer is probably yes. Um, even though I was leaning towards no that they'll never be back on the air together but shit if y'all don't care i don't care uh q a says now never forget you are a bad bitch we got this Raphael says uh takes a bad bitch to recognize another never forget and stun on these hoes uh rachel says as long as someone thinks so don't feel much like one with a house of sick kids and a needed husband five days before christmas well you know what bad bitches got sick family sometimes too roger says Hello, Cam, hello, Cam Newton voice. Uh, and Typhlosia says, took a DNA test, and I'm 100% that nigga. Absolutely. Um, I am him, uh, as they say. Uh, all right. Um, and let me make sure if there's any comments on the website. Under this, oh, I don't know why they unmuted, but on the website under this, it uh, doesn't seem to be. I mean, which makes sense. It did literally just go up last night uh but uh yeah cool so that's it for the website and all that stuff uh let's transition into the voicemails voicemail 704-557-0186 is the voicemail line we got one new caller this week uh from dre uh who left two voicemails what's up y'all it's dre again uh i'm listening to the feedback show and i think jackie called in and said something about the britney grinder and how he posted something and it brought out all the hate i'm usually not surprised by whatever kind of bullshit backlash that goes down from black people, from white people, whatever. I knew all this was going to come from white people because all I had seen from the black community was free Britney Griner. The way, and bruh, he hit it on the head, the way black men came out the woodworks, I was so shocked. I was playing 2K. I'm playing video games. This is where I go to relax and chill. I hop into a party with some niggas I don't really know like that, but we won a few games together. I'm like, this should be a positive gaming experience. As soon as I hop in a party, they're like, so what you think about Brittany Griner, bro? I'm like, I'm glad she's home, blah, 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 blah. they like, yeah, but it goes from marching to death, blah, blah, blah. It don't take three minutes before it's dyke bitch. And I'm like, and there it really is. That's the truth. I don't I don't even have anything further. Mm. I was just disgusted and shocked by how strong that reaction was. It was it was literally mind blowing to me. Mm. Love y'all, man. I'm I'm out. 
He did call back. Let's see what the second voicemail says, and we'll respond to the to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I had to call back because I think this ties into another point you were making, Ron. The reason I think all of that threw me off so much is because I have really curated the people around me to not be right. on no fuck like shit. That. Mm-hmm. So I think before major events like that happen, I don't even see the rumblings of some of it because the black men in my life are not like that. Mm-hmm. Even when y'all were talking about that article about how men's friendships aren't like aren't as emotionally attached to whatever it was, mm-hmm. it was I was thinking to myself like mm, can't relate. I know it to be true because as I get older and I start to make friendships with like other men or meet other men, and I start to kind of think, Oh man, maybe we'll be close. I start to see like, you don't really know how to be someone's friend. Like you, you posturing to me in a way that I don't need somebody who considers herself my friend to do. But, uh, regardless, um, I think that that's why the, the reaction to the Brittany Griner situation just fucked me up. Cause I don't have toxic men around me. Like that, and I hate that term, but I don't think there's any other quick way to describe it. I just keep all that shit away from me. So mm. I don't know. It'll have you getting thrown for a loop sometime, but ultimately for your peace, I think it's the move, man. But anyway, that's all. Love y'all. Come on. Yep. Um, yeah. go, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Karen. I'm about to say, yep, sweet, sweetie, and I agree. And it's also, <clears throat> I'm put it like this: as a woman, it's a catch twenty-two. I'm very glad that you are at the point in your life that you curate and you've got these people away from you, you know, for your own mental health and you consider other people and, you know, you think outside of the box and all that stuff um, because you challenge yourself actually. But for a lot of men, they don't do that because society teaches men to not be considerate, honestly, you know, to just not be considered about your wife, your kids, just, you know, don't be considerate, have this emotional uh, um, uh, unattachment, you know, um, and quote unquote, when you start getting the gender roles, particularly straight gender roles, the, what is the gender role? Man is the head of the household. Man is to be strong. Man is to, you know, not show their weakness. Man is to always be able to t- take care of his wife. Man is to, you know, uh, go and make all the money. That's why a lot of men have ego problems if they're with a woman that makes more money than they do. They don't know how to handle that shit emotionally, you know, and things like that. But the the catch-22 for that as a woman is that a lot of men who are in these groups where they don't associate with, you know, with these, a lot of these toxic men, a lot of times they get so deep in their bubble that when people complain about these toxic men that they are actually having true interactions with, because for some men, they're so insulated from it. They'll start arguing with the people online that say these men ain't shit. And they'll be like, well, nah, not me and my boys. We're not talking about y'all. We, there are a subsection of y'all that this is a problem and it needs to be addressed. And it's one of the things and this is just how I feel about it. Not all men, quote unquote, but there are times when a lot of the arguments online about things like this are stupid because I guess what? A lot of black men can see racism against them. They can see the wrongs and the injustice against them. A black man dies, they all out in the street. A black woman die, all of a sudden we, 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 is, is, we got the question, we got the dig, 
We got to find out why, you know, she bitches, she hoes, what does she do? And you know what? A lot of them sound like white people when they talk about their injustices. Police, you know, when they talk about, you know, the things against them. And it's one of those things when women be like, I don't feel safe around men, even family members, I don't feel safe around them. They act like, well, what's wrong with you? I'm safe. Okay. You know what? Just like all police officers look the same to you. Guess what? To most women, all men look the same to them. I don't know you. I don't know if you're going to hurt me. I don't know if you're going to harm me. You might be the best man on the face of the earth. I don't know that. You know, you, you, you're making the assumptions. And, you know, sometimes that can be very uh, frustrating, you know, that uh, men can get in a bubble and they can feel so safe and secure <clears throat> that, like I said, when these issues are brought up, they fight against the reality that these people are out there. They act like their friends and their existence is the only existence that matters and it's not. Yeah, um, one, I can definitely relate to the hurt that Dre probably felt from that with that dude mm -hmm. and the betrayal. And the it shakes you a little bit because especially when you consider, like, I vetted my friends. I've, you know, um, <laughs> you just feel like you don't have those kind of people around you. And if you're a good, strong communicator like I am, you think you feel like those people know where you come from, too. You know, so they should know better than to bring to say some bullshit like that you know where it's like whoa why would you think i would be cool with you saying some homophobic shit about britney griner or even this whole like angle of like merchant of death shit you know um so that's one part of it i always find that and this this is a common refrain i'm sure every woman has thought about but as a dude i always find it is a huge tale when men say stuff like there are no men who do blank or the men around me all feel this way or whatever. Um, mostly because um, the, in my experience, the guys who say that are those men that they're talking about, you know, they're like, you know, the men around me. So if you got a, a man saying this, that's not a real man. He ain't no man around me like that. Very quite often those dudes are, the kind of dude that either agrees with or lets bullshit fly or says and does bullshit all the time. And to them, it just don't count because they're going, I'm a good person. When I say a homophobic joke, it don't count as me being homophobic. When I uh, say something that's uh, misogynistic, it doesn't really count because actually I'm a good guy and I respect women. So, uh, of course, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying about women not trusting men. I wouldn't either. I I don't trust men. I'm a man and I don't trust them because not not also because they're going to do something to me, but just because you never know uh, what the fuck a person's into. And when you talk to these people, you a lot of times people tell on themselves. And um, the last thing I'll say is and I don't think this is just a black man thing. I think this is an affinity group thing, by which I mean, like, if you're around straight black women, if you're around gay people, if you're around white people, when, when certain people are around the other people like them, a lot of ways that we define safety is in the ability to be toxic, quote unquote, meaning I feel safe with you because this is the place where I can be homophobic and then won't, I won't get no pushback. And this is the place where I can say something bad about black women and I won't get that pushback. You know, I can make that joke that's really insensitive or that's actually really low key fucked up. And even if you don't 
agree i expect you to relate to it or relate to me in a way that allows me to say this without you saying anything back um and that's one of the reasons i have a hard the real reason i think i have a hard time maintaining uh or not even maintaining because that's not true but i have a hard time having a lot of friendships with 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 dudes especially but people in general is because i don't like being the person that's like well, I guess if you're going to say the homophobic shit, I'm, it's cool with me because I need you to feel safe and like we're friends. I, I feel like we're not friends if I can't be like, hey, man, why'd you say that? That was kind of weird. Like we have a real conversation. Yeah. Do about you it, understand right? like what that really means and why that's kind of like fucked up that you did that? And a lot of people don't have that or believe in that. So you end up with mm -hmm. them being like, Rod's not a cool dude or not. You know, I don't want to hang out with yeah. him. And Correct. that's fine they, because. They end up leaving. Over the course of my life, those boundaries have drawn themselves and it's, I've become a better and bigger person. Um, and I and I and at the same time, I do believe that some level of like understanding and empathy within your group for shortcomings or people that need to, for lack of a better term, grow or whatever. Agreed. I think there's there's something there that that, that mm -hmm. is love too, like just casting right. them out the second that y'all are out of step with each other does seem performative and over the top in my opinion but and just extreme, right yeah but just in general um and it's not just a black man thing like it's a lot mm -hmm. of there's a lot of black people that um have just different hang-ups about shit and i think mm -hmm. when you're talking about Brittany Griner, it brought out a lot of shit in a lot of people that they haven't really considered or just they've accepted these narratives wholesale of like, you know, just a just a black woman. Y'all, it was a Marine, you know, and shit. So like you have to deal with that part too. But yeah, I feel you, bro. And um mm -hmm. like I said, man, it could be a bit lonely. Um, because to me it's like when that happens, I'm presented with an ultimatum. I have to say something to this person um, and and a lot of times that means we either going to not be friends or they're going to take offense or it won't be the same and you know occasionally it's worked out good and people have been like you know man damn thank you for saying that to me and you know I had not thought about that but a lot of times it's just going to go bad with people the these ignorance days. comes out um, all right, let's get to these emails. Someone said a uh, comment on YouTube. Just passing along the message the HR lady said you don't have any more PTO this year. <laughs> Hilarious. We'll be taking <laughs> we'll be missing more days, guys. Um, and here's we got a couple emails. Now this is ironic because that was oh, so that was a black man, Dre, who wrote in talking about another black man. This is a black woman, I believe. Maybe I don't know. She could actually it's an email, so this could be anybody. But this person has written in before. They go by Mandy H. And Mandy kind of writes in sometimes stuff that we didn't talk about on the show that much, like Kanye and shit that I'm like, I, I didn't talk about on the show because I mostly didn't want to. But it's feedback. So if you want to hear our thoughts on something, here you go. But, um, I, you know, I'm assuming Mandy's not trolling, but, you know, it could be. You never know. But you know a lot of times mandy has these opinions that i'm like uh you sure that this is the show that you that you need to write that, this on you, you sure this is the show like, you, do you listen 
uh yeah like so <laughs> anyway this is the one she left for um for for this week because uh, last time i think it was about kanye um uh but this is for about brit it says miss griner uh dear rod and karen about britney griner yes she got to get out of russia and come back to the usa but at the price of bargaining for a man that is known as the merchant of death that has conspired to kill u.s citizens and other crimes really put the puts the country in danger i just wish society held the same sentiment for people in the usa who have who are in prison for decades or have been classified as a felon for weed and crack like they did for bg and have the offenders released i get the whole thing about the government and involvement with crack in the 1980s to force policies and laws to hinder and harass certain communities but bg had cannabis oil and knew about the substance not being legal internationally since she has frequently traveled internationally for work. I know that might be a bad analogy and sounds harsh, but man, Mandy. But man, indeed. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right now, I 100% disagree with almost every word you wrote. <laughs> um for several reasons uh the first reason being um and and i've tried to stay out of this shit because i feel like it's not 100 percent helpful but the framing of her as like nobody and then the quote-unquote merchant of death as you know a, 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 a a marvel movie villain and then the dude you know like the the dude that's the marine that's dishonorably discharged and shit mm-hmm. all of this stuff is <clears throat> taking shit yeah all of this stuff yeah all this stuff is really taking on like a rorschach test of what do people want it to mean and so right. if you want it to mean that she wasn't worth getting cool but i don't agree with that the other thing is um the fact that she had been over there many times and probably had had that oil with her and the pipes and stuff all every single time they them randomly deciding to pull her out ridiculous but number number three um they sentenced her like she fucking killed people now there's other people joy taylor brought did this on um uh whatever that show is on fox sports one where she broke down and we played it on our premium balls deep sports but she actually broke down how other people had had drug charges over there and they were getting like two months, uh, you know, and fine. a fine, a slap on the wrist. This was a political prisoner. And I don't understand why you don't bring her home. She is unjustly incarcerated. They were trying to give her 20 years in a fucking penal camp a penal colony where she had to cut her hair off because her dreads are going to freeze. I, I, we are a show that talks about, you know, um, the industrialized, the prison industrialized complex and, and not just the overhaul and gutting that it needs, but just the, 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 the huge unfairness and injustice at the, at the, at the, at the bottom of it. We've talked about, uh, incarceration with, uh black people uh we literally just talked on an episode about mayor garland saying we need to stop the sentencing disparity between crack and uh crack cocaine and 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 powder cocaine so like 
I'm not even sure who the argument is for that last part about like, what about them people? It's just a lot of what about ism in this. What about Brittany Griner? Cause while we're talking about theory, she really stuck over there and we can't wait for the Ali Ali oxen free on everybody that's ever smoked crack to get her out. And, uh, I don't think her being a political prisoner, um, is, mitigated by the fact that well she did break a law so if they would have did the same thing for her jaywalking would be well she did jaywalk like what they were doing was unfair and it was on purpose and it was to her and it was a political game that they were playing so yeah i i really do uh disagree with <laughs> almost every single thing you said man i i i, I and even the stuff with him being a merchant of death and it it's so funny to hear because one is just the name that's making people be that way because right. if we're like guns are gonna get on the streets we live in america that man was in prison for the last 10 years and guns ain't did nothing but get worse so hello um it, it ain't just a one-man problem that was solving the guns in in the world uh and people been getting plenty of hands on them around this motherfucker so i'm not with the idea that Brittany Griner should have spent even one fucking second in prison, uh, let alone the last nine or ten months. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm all the way one hundred percent against everything in this. Mm-hmm. Same. All right. Uh, and the last email is y'all about to get me kicked out of my office. Uh, <laughs> confession: Life be life and extra hard. Life been life and extra hard lately, and I haven't listened to the podcast in a while. So I went back to shows from November so I could binge a bunch of shows at once every day when I'm in my car. I find myself blurting out. I hate y'all before I begin laughing hysterically. Sometimes I get weird looks from people sitting next to me at the stoplight, but I don't care because in the words of Tabitha Brown, that's my business. Well, (laughs) today I was alone in the office and episode 2631 was playing. Rob was talking about ordering food from the ghost kitchen and going to pick up the food only to find out it was a Buffalo Wild Wings. When he said it was like eating the cooking from the aunt who had the roaches, I shrieked so loud. Then his this fool said, no, thank you. I seen your roach situation and I couldn't hold it in anymore. My whole my white coworker told me she never heard me laugh like that before. By the time she said uh, he said he got home and the food was in the target bag that they took out from another bag that was filled with bags i had tears rolling down my cheeks these folks about to get me escorted out for disturbing the peace also i know that by the time this email comes out the midterms will have been long gone georgia got it right thank god but i wanted to add something about voting i work in local government have done so for over 10 years and since may 2021 i am also an elected council member of my of my town congratulations by the way uh people mm-hmm. really need to start paying very close attention to their local elections in addition to the midterms of presidential elections firstly mm-hmm. firstly because your local elections are the elections that most affect you every day uh in your everyday life yes. yep that's your trash being collected or potholes being rec- uh repaired on busy streets etc but your local city council, your local council people are often the ones who run for county council, then state senate and possibly your U.S. Senate seat. 
we really have the power to weed so many of these folks out early we all know it can be overwhelming to stay on top of the issues i feel like the republicans bank on this but we have to do as best as we can i find myself becoming so discouraged when talking to younger people especially younger black people about voting and they say foolish stuff like oh i'm just not into politics my reply is always for them to tell me one area of your life not affected by politics or some sort of lawmaking. We still have such a long way to go. Anyway, I love you and love your show. I hope y'all are having an amazing holiday season. Merry Christmas, uh, Kiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and a lot of people do that. I don't want to talk about politics because like a lot of shit, people go, if I say anything, it's going to be arguments. I don't fucking want to argue with people about this quote-unquote particular thing i think that's why a lot of people do that you know people honestly it's because they don't know karen that's true it's not about arguing it's not about arguing they don't know they can't be bothered it's whether they're being lazy or they feel intimidated by like getting involved and so a lot of people play like a lot of centrism is people that don't know a lot of both sidesism is people that don't know a lot of like even the comedy angle of this of i gotta pick on joe biden because i picked on trump is is some weird like i just didn't i couldn't be bothered to figure out what the fuck was happening and i don't feel that confident because americans don't really get taught that much or read that much Mm -hmm. about you know policies and how things work so a lot of times they just take the easy way out and go (laughs) or you know i just don't like i don't get into politics and it's like oh you just don't know and no one wants to feel stupid you know right but then the first time you get upset when she find a fucked up law was passed or something that impacts you and but how the fuck this happened nigga voting yeah you mad now when people ask you to get involved you you opted out yeah and a lot of times the only people they do know shit about are the democrats so that's why and the media doesn't help but a lot of shit is framed as in when republicans do something bad they go democrats let this happen when republicans right. you know what I'm saying when democrats do something good they go it's just not good enough because those are the only people they know it's and the only shit they keep up with so yeah but uh, i feel you especially on that city council and local elections thing so many people just do not look into that stuff and when you look on the ground republicans are killing the ground game because they're like listen this this is what the school council is this who approves superintendents this is who um changes the budget and when you start looking up and realizing like uh some states even when there was a law saying you could get an abortion there were some states where you basically couldn't because they just figured out all the ways locally to make it as difficult as possible before the roe v wade overturning so yeah man you gotta you gotta pay attention stay on your toes uh that's it for feedback karen is there any mail or anything to open yeah i got some cars i'm gonna read them now you know i'm not like rod so i'm gonna try quote unquote try my best <laughs> <laughs> they understand it'll be fine so, so y'all did y'all y'all did, we, i got one can you see this oh yeah it's beautiful it's a bird and a wreath yeah yeah it says a partridge in a pear tree and it says, still listening, uh, wishing you a Merry Christmas from Mike in London. Oh, wow. Mike, thank you. Still listening. Thank you, baby. Wow. Across the pond. Thank you, good bruv. And uh, this one is from our friend Olivia and her family. Shout out to Ratchet Ass Lawyer. Yeah. And we got some beautiful family pictures picks oh they always do it well this is why i was afraid for marriage equality 
because you knew that the the same sex couples and st- you knew they was gonna stunt on us every year and every I'm fucking year stunt on us you know i send out my little straight person card and then here they go with the blow and the fireworks <laughs> and the glitter popping out when you open it and the lights going <laughs> off making us look bad right and 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 uh and shit like that uh this one says happy holidays may your holidays be merry and your new year bring you joy wishing you both the best and this is from i won't say miller and if i'm mispronouncing that wrong i'm mm-hmm. sorry it's i'm okay. just i'm just looking at the, the name on the address and this is the card. oops this is the card happy holidays okay red yeah, red pretty. and green oh thank you in this one mm-hmm. Merry this Christmas. says Merry Christmas dear Rod and Karen hope uh happy moments and joyful memories make this your merriest holiday ever thank you for both for all the last Merry Christmas and this is from Victoria oh thank you Victoria I got a lot and this is this is the last one yeah because I checked the mail today okay Now, this one is absolutely positively gorgeous. They are all gorgeous, everybody. Y'all the same, especially to me. But, oh, my God, look at this little baby and this shiny. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, look at the babies. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Look at the babies. It says, playing from a uh, uh, podcast, the Black Out Who Tips podcast, Hey, Rod and Karen, remember, remember us, August 2021. Oh, and I don't want to tell your baby's names up, but it's two of them. One is three and a half and one is one. It says, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas to you. all. Oh, it says 2391 Black Gold, the Black Eye Who Tips podcast. And it's pictures of the babies. Oh, I absolutely. And then it has like this on the back of it yeah oh that's beautiful thank you oh and that was the last one i ain't do too bad i thought i was gonna tear it up because you know this nah you did good <laughs> don't don't get it yet um okay cool well that's it for the feedback episode thanks everybody to listen and uh thank you uh for all the feedback that you guys provided and like i said these will be a little more random might not always be on a saturday um but as we pile up episodes we'll make sure to stop like every four or five episodes and do a feedback episode so thank you everybody that listened thank Um, you and thank you very very much for the cards i love the cards i'm gonna have to get me i'm gonna have to start bag number two i got a one i got one ziploc bag full i'm gonna have to go to bag number two uh, I don't know what I'm, I, I think I'm going to take the cars and make a collage or something out of it because they are beautiful. Uh, I, I Like I said, Roger jokes, but he not lying. I, I'm an old grandma. I got a whole girl up there full of everything. I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm like your, I'm like your kindergarten teacher. I keep all the kids cards and they all are beautiful to me. Uh, so yes, thank you for all of that stuff. And um, yeah, the, uh, welcome home, Brittany Grind. I'm glad you're out, and uh, I don't care what Mandy H says. Uh, you know, we we support black women over here. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you later. Until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.